Today's episode of the Total Soccer Show is brought to you by Remarkably Remote, a new daily microcast, which is like a tiny podcast from GoToMeeting, all about making work from home work for you, with indispensable intel on how to stay sane, motivated, and productive at home. I'm doing all those things. Um, Remarkably Remote is here to help you in this brave new remote working world. Add to your flash briefing on Alexa or subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. Welcome to the Total Soccer Show. My name is Daryl Grove and I'm joined today by the taller half of the Cooligans. It's Christian Polanco. Hello. Hey, man. Uh, what a great introduction. Uh, taller half, yep. handsomer half, everything. <laughs> yeah, no judgment call, but you definitely are the taller half of the Cooligans, right? I didn't say it was better or worse. It's just a fact. Uh, it's accurate. It's accurate. I believe I'm ever so slightly the taller half of the Total Soccer Show. So if we ever wanted to maximize our tallness on a podcast, uh, it's got to be you and me, buddy. Yeah, I think so. I, it's also uh, when I first met you guys, I was kind of like, I'm like, these guys are tall. Why is everybody in soccer so damn tall? <laughs> that is true, right? A lot of, lot of tall people. We don't know enough um, like creative playmaker, low center of gravity number 10s, do we? It's all, it's all center backs. Uh, I mean, I, we're heightest, I think. I think that's what's happening. <laughs> so you are here today. You're going to give us some recommendations for stand-up specials that we can stream. I've been really excited. Honestly, this idea started in my head as, oh, maybe I'll text Christian and Alexis and just ask for some recommendations. And I thought maybe it would be a good show to, you know, for our listeners to to uh, to share the information, share the wealth, so to speak. Um, yes. But then the other reason I really wanted to talk to you is I'm really aware that every time you guys have been on our show – it's been very um, four people, high energy, rolling through as many questions as possible. So I'm quite looking forward to the idea of just basically having a, a slower conversation. Yeah, this will be a much more boring episode, Daryl. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> no, I'm excited to uh, do this. I think especially since uh, a lot of times people who are who may have heard of the Cooligans or, or, or seen us or whatever, uh, seen our show, they kind of forget that we're, we are actual stand-up comedians that yes. do perform and we're, we're not just talking about soccer all the time. Yeah, because so, you say it at the start, right? We're not just the two stand-up comedians who do a soccer show, but that's it, right? There's not really much reference to your stand-up careers uh, throughout the rest of an actual Cooligans episode. Correct, yeah, and, and that's on us, you know, mostly because we're ashamed of it, uh, <laughs> but we have, to, we have to get past that. <laughs> but You are not. Uh, you yeah. guys live and breathe it, right? But some of my favorite moments in our, what, two and a, two and a bit years of, of relationships, some of my favorite moments are listening to you guys talk about your stand-up careers. Yeah, well, it's, it's a huge uh, part of our lives, and it's weird because soccer has such a strong uh, community, and, and we, we didn't know that until, you know, essentially we started uh, our podcast. And, and, and figure that out. Uh, but we had already come from uh, an incredible tight-knit community, which is the comedy world. And, uh, and there's a lot of similarities uh, between the two. So it's, uh, it, it's, it, I like layering those two worlds together. So this gives me the opportunity to do that. Oh, let's talk similarities then. What, what's similar about the stand-up world and the soccer world? Because I would imagine, in my head, that the stand-up world is sort of harder to get accepted into right because isn't there a thing of like you're not a real stand-up until until you are oh 
No, I mean there, there. Yeah, it does exist, but that exists in the soccer world as well. There's, <laughs> there's a, there's the, the, the judgment, the, the, the skepticism of like, what is this? You're a new player, or you're a new podcast? What are you about? Are you really about this? Are you really <laughs> willing to make the sacrifices to succeed? Uh, there's a, there's a lot of. Um, I, I think the, the, the main thing, and you, I, I guess you, you'll see this in a lot of different art forms and a lot of other sports, but the self doubt. There's so much self doubt between, uh, you know, amongst, amongst football amongst uh, comedians, uh, amongst people in, in, the, in the soccer media space. Everybody is, is trying to either you know, survive, trying to make sense of, of what they chose to do with their lives. And especially <laughs> in American soccer, where it's like not the, the, the preeminent sport, uh, you know, it, it, it almost makes no sense to, to start. The beginning of it seems ridiculous. But once you're in it for a little while and you find like your, your, your space and your niche, it's, it's, it's quite it's a miracle. That's kind of what it is. Well, you guys have obviously found your niche, like you know, mixing comedy and soccer with the Cooligans. But did you ever have those doubts about like, what am I doing? Like, because you know, you you've got like ambitions. I assume to be a stand-up for a long time and to be bigger and bigger. Did did you ever think like, oh, why am I putting all my all my time into this uh, this this weird uh, podcast thing and not, not spending time on stage? A hundred percent. Yes. Yeah? Uh, you know, honestly, the Cooligans began. Probably, probably because of that self-doubt. You know, I was, it was, I was already doing stand-up maybe five years, and I was, I hit this wall where I'm like, I, you know, I'm, I'm performing here and there. I, I, I you know, I haven't done stand-up on TV. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. What is it, sort of the next step? But what the the good thing from from th those first five years was that I had done so many things. I I did improv. I did sketch writing. I, I did live shows. I, I you know I, I I did live sketch shows. I did everything. So I learned so much while I was uh, kind of f figuring out what I was doing and r realistically losing money, not not really earning you know not reaching my full earning potential. I was doing you know I went to school for computer science. I was working in IT. Uh, and, and I, I just hit this wall where I said, like, all I want to do is just work on something that I enjoy doing. Uh, you know, and, and this is how Cooligan started. NYCFC started. Alexis is like, hey, you want to go watch a game at, at Yankee Stadium? Uh, uh, and would and you see the new soccer team? David V is going to be there. I'm like, all right, sure. We start hanging out. Start talking about, uh, uh, you know, possibly doing like a like a he, Alexis was talking about doing like some documentary or filming footage or something that was soccer related. And we talked about doing a podcast and I was already in the place where I was like, I'm already working on sketch shows. I'm already writing. I'm I was like basically like a showrunner for a live sketch show that was happening at this improv theater. I I, uh, I was already in the space where I was like working on a, on a dozen things. And I'm like, let me just let's add, add another thing. thing. Yeah, why not? Because I'm already, I, I, it, it's, it's just a gamble. Like, yeah. hopefully something works out. And we, then you're like, I'm this, wasting, I'm wasting like eight hours a night sleeping. Let's take that time and do something useful with it. You know what? Sleep gets in the way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you, how do you manage that balance? Okay, pre pre coronavirus pandemic, how did you manage that balance of you know still going up on stage and doing stand up? And it seems to me like you know putting you know full, full forth putting forth a full effort into the cooligans um it, it's it, it, it i don't know it's it's generally pretty tough um i try to um 
you know, like there's a certain feeling, especially so right now during this quarantine is the worst I've felt about myself when it comes to my comedy career. And all comedians are feeling this, right? Because for for a lot of comedians, this might be what they they ten, twelve uh, of of quarantine, depending on what state you're in or whatever. Yeah. But for some comedians, this is the longest they've ever gone since they've started stand up that they did not perform. Ooh, I didn't think so. About that. Uh, you know, so that's really difficult uh, because it, it becomes such a, a part of your identity and and it, it means more to you than you even realize. And that that's kind of what I'm going through right now where I'm like, damn, I just want to be on stage telling jokes, being in front of people. It's such a, a great feeling. It's what I've done the, the past 11 years of my life. And, and for it to just be taken away uh, hurts, you know, like, you know, not to be all corny, but yeah. <laughs> it's it's a it's a little bit difficult but i'm you know whatever i'm making the most of it by the the good thing is that i i have cooligans and and we can we're still working on shows um uh, fubo's been great too because they, they they still want us to make shows and and we're and we're figuring out how to film it from home uh and things like that so that at least gives me that creative outlet but there's nothing like uh, doing stand up and and I'm yeah and and balancing it is is tough too because especially since the TV show started there's been a little I, I at least I've put a little bit of pressure on myself to you know TV shows get canceled all the time you know I within minutes <laughs> so so I'm I I I especially the last like uh you know the first few months of the TV show I said all right this is gonna be my priority I'm gonna do I'm gonna dial back and do, I'm going to do a little bit less stand up and, and just make sure that uh, this keeps going. And, you know, it, it, it realistically, like what, what ended up happening is we got a three month deal uh, with Fubo. And, and that was out of like, let's see if these guys are not insane. Uh, and then <laughs> and then <laughs> after that, uh, we got renewed. So yeah. for the said, year, well, they're so insane, that- but we'll we'll do it anyway. <laughs> But yes, we have the medication uh, to, <laughs> to, to fix them. Um, so so yeah, I, the, the last like um, you know since the beginning of the year, I've been more dedicated to uh, doing more stand up and going back to like what I was uh, doing before. So I'm now picturing you um, in your apartment giving out flyers to your girlfriend for the uh, the 8 p.m. one, <laughs> one man show. <laughs> one man, yes. one audience show. <laughs> yeah, there's been a. Uh, uh, I don't know if you've seen a lot of inst- comedians are doing like stand up from their homes, like uh, on Instagram Live I and saw, stuff like that. I saw Alexis was kind of mad about it. He was sort of saying that yes. comedy doesn't exist without an audience, so these people should not be doing this. <laughs> I agree. It's not great. Um, but, you know, whatever. I'm not going to knock anybody for, uh, you know, going. There's, there's dumber things on the internet, trust me. But. <laughs> So it's not a big deal, but it is, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't feel right to just be doing stand up right in front of a camera with no audience. It's, uh, I, there's a hilarious comedian from LA her name, her name is Steph Tolev that, that did a funny version of it where she did stand up in front of her dog. Uh, (laughs) and that was great. Uh, she just, she put like a little highlight reel of like the best bits that she did for the dog. Kibbles in bits. Anyway, uh, let's keep it moving. (laughs) Did she get get the dog's reaction? (laughs) <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's funny. Yes, Steph Tolev, if anybody's uh, – look out on Twitter. It's really, really funny. It's I will video. find that and I will put a link in the show notes. Um, before, we, before we get to the five specials that you are going to recommend people stream, I did want to ask about – you mentioned that uh, the Cooligans, the show for Fubo. You guys, it sounds like you're still doing it remotely. Is that, is that what you said? Yes, we are. 
so how does that work Do, is the whole like production crew still involved or is it has it become more dialed back is it just like you and alexis on skype or what what's the situation no, so uh, it's pretty cool so the the studio that we use uh in new york is um kind of the 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 middleman so everybody calls into the studio there, there's that we're still practicing social distancing right even okay. at the studio so so It'll be like only one one person or two people will go into the studio, and uh, and these are so we have the the Fubo production staff, and then we have the studio production staff, which is like uh, just a, it's not they're not Fubo employees, they're just the studio that we use. I see. So they go into uh, the studio like one or two people, and we all dial in. Uh, yeah, correct. Uh, and then we all uh, dial in. Uh, they all give us like a, a, a link, and each person dials in. So you, what you, on TV you'll see it. Uh, I don't know. Whenever this comes out, the show is on Tuesdays and Thursdays at eight, right? But like you'll see uh, me and Alexis, and then a guest. Like this week, we have Daniel Shallowy from Sporting Kansas City. Um, so uh, you'll see those three people on the screen, but in our ears, uh, Alexis and I hear our producers t- talking to us and telling us, like, either I giving see. us direction or t- telling us to cut to commercial and things like that. So I see. So you still uh, keep it tight. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, the yeah. good part. Yeah, when when you guys, all the people that you uh, that you were hearing when you guys did the show, when you you heard JB over the uh, over like I- inside the studio, yeah, yeah, he, he's the voice basically of God. this. The voice of God. He's the same person in our ear, just uh, just you know, online. I see. Plus, we get to see the inside of um, all kind of Major League Soccer players' houses. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of that. There's, <laughs> they're all they're all available, and if they say no to 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 being on the show, that means they just don't want to be on our show. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> all right, let's get to the uh, the stand up specials. Um, oh no, sorry. There's one more thing I wanted to talk about. Um, okay, you had told me off air. That as part of just going out for a walk, getting some exercise, you found a secret soccer field near your house, and you've been this able the, to you've been able to work on your game during the pandemic lockdown. The greatest thing that ever happened to me. Thank you, coronavirus. Uh, <laughs> you've changed my life for the better. <laughs> no, man. Um, so I, I I moved to New Jersey, uh, you know, about a year ago. And I hate being here, and I don't like walking around. Uh, I'm trying to. I, I grew up in Brooklyn my entire life, and I'm still very much adjusting. But uh, I, so I live next to a school that has a that has a soccer uh, has a football field, and you know the football lines and all the other stuff. Yeah. So occasionally I would um, go there and uh, kick the ball around because it's usually empty. Um, but then in my area, there's a. I, I just didn't see it. I didn't know uh, that there's a there's a pitch. There's a pitch uh, around like just about two, three blocks away that was just like in this hidden area that I would never really walk to. It was like behind it was behind the police station. So obviously I know to stay away from there. I'm not walking there. <laughs> so uh, but I found it and there's a is a, a, a pretty big pitch and uh, a couple a couple goals. And uh, yeah, so that's uh, been a positive, you know, a nice silver lining. Uh, one of the other things people may or may not know that this uh one of the things i love about you christian is you came to soccer late in life but you've really gone at it in terms of i'm going to be a better soccer player i don't care if i'm in my 30s i'm going to get better and better and better and i've even i've seen you get way 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 better when we play sort of uh, pickup <laughs> games uh media pickup games and stuff um, yeah. and you really are like working on stuff so i'm interested in what exactly are you working on what when when christian Polanco comes back post-pandemic um <laughs> what are people going to notice has improved 
Yeah, all those, all this, every center back needs to watch out uh, <laughs> because I will have improved so much. No, so I, uh, I work on a couple things. I, uh, uh, so like my routine will be to juggle, right? Uh, so uh, just and just to preface, I, I use this app called uh, Techni Football that uh, I, I, that's been great, and it's from uh, Yael Averbush, uh, yeah. who's uh, who played for she played for the women's national team. Uh, I don't know if she's been on your show, but. Uh, she's she's yes, awesome. Yes, in uh, uh, in Baltimore, she was on our show. Okay, cool. Yeah, she's great. Uh, so she created this app, and uh, so I've been using it, and it's awesome. So uh, the, a couple things that to to work on are like simple juggle, juggling, like alternating feet. Uh, you know, each individual foot. Um, uh, there's like a, a lot of different, um, juggling techniques, like a bounce, like like a crisscross, like left foot left uh, right foot left knee left foot right knee and seeing how many uh, consecutive juggles you can get through that things like that uh then there's uh dribbling through cones uh um you know not necessarily like i, I don't even know what to, to call them but like you know when you roll i see this is how little i know soccer and how it works but when you roll the ball uh with the bottom of your foot yeah, yeah. Like, so, left or so right roll. So things like that. So like, but doing that through cones and kind of the stuff that I would imagine children do, right? Right. I think it starts pretty simple, but I it, it's helped me improve a lot. And there's like different levels to each kind of drill. So like, if you're juggling, you can juggle with a regular ball, or you can juggle uh, with a tennis ball. Uh, so or, that's or toilet I, paper. You know, or toilet paper, which has been quite popular. Hopefully, you <laughs> saw our video. I did. Uh, it was excellent. It was excellent. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. How many, I, I how could... many tries did it take you? Because you, you do about like four or five keepy uppies. And then the most impressive part is you volley it basically straight at the lens. And then uh, we cut to Alexis catching it. And it's really convincing. It's like, Sod <laughs> like Soderbergh directed it. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of CGI, but it, <laughs> it all worked out. Um, no, like when I, um... Ronaldinho was hitting the crossbar in 2006. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, I, I it, that took me about three different takes. Uh, so that's already impressive enough, right? I was able to to, to get that many touches. Um, and and then I when I kicked the toilet paper roll, uh, it, and it it actually hit the camera. So I I cut I cut it right before uh, it actually physically hit the camera. So nice. that's why it, it, just like Soderbergh would have. Yeah. <laughs> so, but as soon as it hit the camera, I'm like, this is it. This is the one. Uh, I, I was like, cut and print it. Um, but mostly I was surprised that Alexis was so on board with it. I called him and I said, hey, man, I want to do this video toilet paper challenge, but you need to be on the toilet. And I was like, look, I'll. Uh, you'll you you won't have pants on, but we'll I'll blur it out or something like that. And he was like, Nah, just do it. Put the whole, <laughs> put it all out there. Uh, so apparently, I didn't know he was this much of a you know voyeur and really interested <laughs> in in people seeing his uh, his half nudity. Uh, so, but it, it worked out. So if I had to guess how that had gone down, I thought it would have been you saying, and I'll pass it to you, and Alexis saying, No, no, how about if I'm on the toilet instead? Because he didn't want to do any juggling. So I mean, it's good to know that that was your idea. <laughs> It was. Why? Well, I know his strength, and I knew if I would have asked him to juggle it, that there would have been no success with that. Toilet dancing. Toilet dancing. Is, who knew that would come in handy? And we just cre we just uh, created a, a GIF for it. So if you look up toilet dancing on 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 Jiffy or in, in Twitter, that's what will come up. Hey, this is Daryl cutting in with an ad break. I think it's fair to say that Alexis was 
casually dressed on the toilet. But if you have a more formal event coming up, like say you have a stand-up special coming up and you want to really look your best, then you should visit our sponsor, The Black Tux, at theblacktux.com. Because if you go there, you can find formal wear. That's a suit or a tuxedo for your big day. So there's an easy online ordering process that brings the suit or tuxedo straight to you. You pick your style um, on the website, theblacktux.com, and then you request the free home try-on. They will send it to you well in advance so you can feel the fit and the quality before you commit. This also means you can make changes. So if you get the suit and you've mismeasured and you end up looking like Chris Farley in Tommy Boy you know what I'm talking about, then you can send it back so then you will be uh, a normal-sized person in a normal-sized coat. So whether you're buying an outfit or you're looking to rent, the best thing to do is go to theblacktux.com. And if you want to get 10% off, then go to theblacktux.com and use the code SOCCER. That's the code SOCCER for 10% off at theblacktux.com. The Black Tux, formal wear for the moment. All right, let's get to uh, let's get to the reason you're here, Christian yes. Blanco. Uh we want to get your recommendations for five stand-up specials that people could stream while they're waiting this thing out, while they're staying safe in their homes. We want people to um, enjoy themselves and be laughing, right? So um, please give me your... I don't, know if you, I don't know what sort of order you've got it in. Have you gone like five to one or just here are five? How are we doing I don't this? Ha- I'm just going to say here are five. So, I like it. I like so, it. Okay, so... And I'll, I'll say this as well. So a lot of these suggestions are not like... I don't want people to think like... I'm not ranking anything like obviously the 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 greats like uh, the the Chris Rock specials, the Dave Chappelle specials. Uh, th- these are these are the best. And if you haven't watched those, something's wrong with you. Right. Like <laughs> these are <laughs> these are the important standard specials that people should watch. So the things I'm going to suggest aren't probably not ones that people uh, ha- these are my personal like. Uh, that that have influenced my life and comedy career, and these are people I respect and admire. Okay, so, basically these are comedy nerd picks. Totally, in the best possible totally. way. Yeah, totally. So, and, and some might be a, a bit more popular than others, but that that's kind of like uh, you know my my take on it. So, if people are like, well, but you didn't put this is you know. I don't care what. Yeah. what Send those emails to <laughs> Taylor at totalsoccershow.com. I'm sure your list is great. I'm glad you. <laughs> thank you for supporting comedy. Um, so, uh, so here are a couple, uh, and I'll and the, the, some of these people I know personally, and some people I do do not. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, they're great. So, uh, first one I want to suggest is uh, obviously George Carlin is my favorite comedian. Okay. Uh, if you have not. Uh, listen to George Carlin, please do. Uh, he's one of the greatest comedians that have ever lived. Uh, arguably, changed the whole landscape of comedy. Uh, you know, with the with the seven words you can't say, uh, the one was most popular bits ever. So uh, he, George Carlin, I believe, has about uh, almost twenty specials, if I'm not mistaken. There's too many to pick from, but my personal favorite. So. I have more than five here because it was difficult. <laughs> That's fine. No worries. Cheat away. Cheat away. So George Car- George Carlin's um, Jamming in New York is one of my favorite uh, specials ever. Uh, and if you do not know of that special in particular, that was the one where he, he did the the bit about um, the planet is fine, uh, which is the basically him talking about how uh, – 
you know, the planet is, you know, about like the environment and, and, and keeping the environment clean and all that stuff that 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 concept is very selfish because it's not about people actually caring about saving the earth in an abstract way. It's really they care about their habitat and keeping their habitat clean uh, because they don't want to be personally inconvenienced. And there that's uh, it's a great bit it's like 10 minutes long uh but it's one of my one of the greatest bits i've in comedy that that exists um uh, jamming new york jamming new york came out in 1992 you can find it on youtube uh just google it there's a bunch of places that that have the full special it was an hbo special oh all of george carlin's specials were on hbo if i'm not mistaken he was like one of the first um uh comedians that was you know, counterculture and HBO was like starting and they were like, we, we need to get some irreverent kind of wild comedians on here. And he was like kind of the face of HBO uh, to some degree. So I've got, to, uh, I've got to ask you about Colin because he is someone I'm obviously very aware of, but he wasn't like as big of a name in the UK, you know, when I was growing up. So yeah. I think in a weird way, I don't quite... I don't quite get how or why he's so important. So you could you explain it to me like I'm a Labrador? Sure. Uh, woof, 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 woof. Uh, so so uh, George Carlin, I think he was so um, uh, important because he was like, I think he came out of the school of like um, Lenny Bruce. Uh, so if you, Lenny Bruce was a, a, a very famous comedian, I believe in the 50s and 60s, where uh, Lenny Bruce was uh, all, all comedians in like, especially in the 50s, were like clean cut, wore, wore a suit, went on the TV show and talked about how much their wife sucks and right. whatever. That, that was comedy uh, back then, like, you know, Bob Hope. Uh, yep. stuff like that. And that was, by Lenny the way, Bruce- when me and Taylor came to see you and uh, Alexis perform, that was our like biggest fear that you would get up and be like, oh, my ex-wife <laughs> sucks. Or, you know what I mean? And it was, yes. the, it was the exact opposite. I think both of your sets included uh, bits about how much you, you loved your girlfriends and wives. Um, Obviously, one girlfriend, one wife. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, so I love that, my girlfriend and my wife. I don't know what anyway. <laughs> that, was, that was too easy. You're better than that. You're better than that. Um, so yeah, it's really interesting that that is that seems to be the delineation. Yeah. So the the so so Lenny Bruce was uh, a comedian who um, very famously got arrested in like uh, in 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 New York for you know basically saying bad words. Uh, he would he would kind of, you know, use his First Amendment right to say kind of say reverent things and be silly and be very uh, either political, be critical of police or politicians and things like that. And he was very famously arrested uh, in New York for doing comedy. Uh, and that uh, led to a lot of either, you know, publicity. It led to uh, a lot of, you know, other comedians having a lot of admiration and respect for him because he kind of took the bullet for a lot of uh, a lot of comedians that are basically allowed to say whatever they want. And and George Carlin kind of was that happened to him as well in the in the 60s and 70s. You know, the the hippie movement and people wanted different things. They wanted they, they didn't want that style of comedy. And he was also arrested for it. Uh, and and it, I, the reason he, George Carlin was so important was because he had not only because of the things that he said, but he was very critical of, of, of politicians and government. Uh, but he was. Uh, and this is why I, why he's my favorite comedian is because he's he's just a wordsmith. He's just a fan of words. And if you pay attention to the the 
you know, how he crafts uh, the, the bits together. They're, they're so reliant. He has so many bits that are about words uh, in themselves and, 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 and euphemisms and, and the words we choose to use. And uh, he, he kind of points out a lot of hypocrisy in, in, in language in itself. Uh, so, the, the, I mean, I think that's why a lot of people, you know, re respected him. They, they each found something interesting about him. Either, either, you know, he would swear a lot when, you know, you're not allowed to say those words or, uh, he, you know, he was such a uh, he had a strong craft, uh, a, a, such a craft of, of language. And and, and people, some people would uh, connect to that, uh, the counterculture part of it, his criticism toward, towards the government. It, it, I mean, there's a, a long you know, list of reasons why he was like so uh, significant. But if you watch some of these older specials, when frankly, when he was when he's older, when, you know, the, the, the specials that he died in, I think, 2000, uh, I want to say 2008 or something like that, uh, 2009. He uh, he he's old. He's in his seventies. He doesn't have the, the the energy and strength that he had when he was younger. And and you sort of see it in his performance. And and his older specials, especially in the eighties and nineties, were I think his peak. He was just he had all the energy in the world, and 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 uh, and the bits themselves were were incredibly strong. All right. So and the one show you're recommending is Jamming Jamming in New York City. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Jamming Jamming in New York. Uh, that was from 1992. Jamming in New York. And just another one, uh, You Are All Diseased is another George Carlin <laughs> special. Where, And that's another good one, especially, and it's relevant to, to a lot of the stuff that's going on now because he does talk about, um, uh, you know, germs and disease and how it could uh, affect humanity and things like that. But George Carlin has a great, uh, the, the last bit about, uh, and that one is about, um, is about religion uh, that is, it's uh, it, it, that's incredible uh, you know he's a he's a very devout atheist and he talks about it uh but it's just like a very uh, it, especially for me as like a teenager kind of watching this stuff i grew up catholic and, and and watching someone be this honest and sincere and just say like hey this is how i feel about this stuff uh was great so that's another one george carlin's you are all diseased all right let's move i'm, I'm aware we have a time constraint as well so let's move on to the next one Oh, good. So, uh, so next up, this is Paul F. Tompkins. Do you know Paul F. Tompkins? Yes, Taylor's a huge fan, and I am uh, an admirer. But no, I'm not someone who's like watched everything that Paul F. Tompkins has done. But every time I see him or hear him, I'm like, oh, that was funny. Paul F. Tompkins uh, is a hilarious stand-up comedian. He doesn't have too many specials out, um, but my favorite by far is called "Laboring Under Delusions." Uh, it came out in 2012. It was. Um, this this special is a little different than traditional stand-up specials. Um, it it's just um, stories. It's Paul F. Tompkins telling stories on on jobs he used to have before he did comedy. Oh, I'm in already, and it's amazing. He has a story. Literally, it's, there might be like five stories in the whole one-hour special. It's like literally one of him when he worked at a hat store. Uh, <laughs> one when he. Um, uh, when it was an actor, like uh, not all of them are everything, all the jobs outside of comedy, you know, besides stand up comedy. So uh, one of them, he he my, my favorite story in there is when he he, he was in There Will Be Blood uh, with Daniel Day Lewis. And he talks about working with Daniel Day Lewis and how absolutely insane it was. Uh, and it's one of the best stories you'll ever hear. It just uh, about literally just someone talking about what it's like to work 
with, uh, you know, a, an actor who the, who's a method actor, right? He's always in character, yeah. regardless of, of what situation he's in. And uh, he, and he and Paul Tompkins is the least serious man in the world and, and kind of talking what it's like to be in the same room with him uh, is incredible. Uh, so, so laboring why, under delusions. Laboring under delusions. Why is Paul F. Tompkins so funny? I, I want to give you an example of something I heard him say. Um, mm-hmm. It was a, there's a podcast called The Portland Timbros. Yes. Have you heard of that? Okay. So they went to a Paul F. Tompkins show and he was doing a bit of crowd work and he asked one of the Portland Timbros, like, what, what do you do? Like, I think he'd mentioned that he did a podcast. Um, and he said that it was a podcast about soccer. And Paul F. Tompkins said, oh, a podcast about soccer, something for nobody. And <laughs> I laughed for a long time. I don't know. Why is that funny? That's just, that's an insult. That's just mean. Why? So why, I should personally be insulted, right? But so why, think, why did Paul F. Tompkins, why does Paul F. Tompkins make me laugh, Christian? That's what I want to know. Because he is so, uh, he means well, right? <laughs> if he doesn't have a mean bone in his body. Uh, there, there's something about, um, he, and I think sometimes this might be why he's, he's a comedian that's not for everybody because he's so like, you know, he wears suits. He's, he's a little, he's, he's clean cut, but he's like silly and he's a little goofy. And, and, and you see it in his, uh, in, in his delivery. He's, he's, he's just wildly sarcastic. Uh, but he, but he's, you know, he has the mustache and he comes, he just comes across like he will not be a, a silly person. Uh, but oh, he totally, it. yeah, he looks serious, but acts silly. It's that's really basic, but that is a big yeah. part of it. Right. And, uh, and yeah, and, and he is, um, yeah, he, he's just so, uh, uh affable and, and fun and, and whatever. There's just like, he, he, he's just done uh, so many, he's been in so many movies. He, he, he's on, um, Bojack Horseman. He plays uh, uh, Mr. Peanut Butter. Yeah, uh, the Labrador. Uh, yeah, that would be, so yeah, he's he's unbelievable. And 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 just as a side note, I want to add that Laboring Under Delusions is genu- genuinely one of my favorite specials ever. I think it's one of the funniest, right? And I was saying, uh, Paul F. Tompkins, like the, like the reason some it might not be for everybody is because like sometimes he's he's too silly and too goofy, and sometimes some people may not may want like a little bit more. Like he also he doesn't swear. Um, he doesn't really talk about anything too serious or too personal. So for some people that might not be like, you know, what they want. Right? Yeah. And as, as a side note, uh, there's a, his first comedy album that you can listen to on Spotify as well. Uh, it's called impersonal, right? Right. He doesn't, he doesn't really talk about personal subjects. Uh, and it's one of the funniest uh, comedy albums also super 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 funny uh, and he has a, a, a bit called peanut brittle that everyone needs to listen to it's one of the funniest bits ever in comedy in my in my opinion he just talks about peanut brittle uh so yes check that out too do you know where we can find laboring under delusions laboring under delusions um was aired on comedy central um it, i'm sure it's uh, I think it's on Amazon. I, I, so I don't know. I didn't look any other stuff up, but okay. I just wanted to get I will, people. I will, I'll do the work then. So it's my show, so I should do the work, right? I will okay. uh, put <laughs> li- links or at least um, the name of where you can stream it in the show notes so that people can, cool. uh, can find these specials. Yeah. Um, okay, who's, who's up next? I've, I've loved it so far. George Carlin, Paul F. Tompkins. Who's, who's up next? Next up is Mitch Hedberg, one of my favorite comedians as well. Do you know Mitch Hedberg? I do a little bit. Like I've seen a few... I've seen a few jokes on YouTube, basically. Um, he's another okay. one who did not really have a profile in the UK, but I'm really aware that people who are into comedy in the US are super into Mitch Hedberg. 
Mitchaberg, uh, just a you know absurdist kind of uh, one-liner joke joke writer. Yeah. Uh, hilarious comic and and pretty straightforward. I mean, unfortunately, he 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 died very, he died young and it was uh, unfortunate. Um, but he is still uh one of the best comics. Um, I actually he was one of my favorites. I I actually um did there was like a Halloween show that that we do out here in New York and uh and I I played. Uh, uh, Mitch Hedberg as, as as and I did basically did his act as him <laughs> uh, for a Halloween show. It was one of the most fun things I've ever done. Um, but Mitch, Mitch Hedberg actually didn't do many uh, stand-up specials. He died kind of young, especially he died before like he really really got super super popular. I see. Um, but he did do. Uh, so he never comedy... he never sold out. Correct. Yeah, yeah. He he went out the way he want. I don't know. <laughs> so he um he but he did do a Comedy Central presents um that you can find on youtube uh that's great it's just half an hour uh super funny and it, it was kind of like the first time uh, a national audience really got to see him uh, outside of like the, the late night shows that he did and stuff but it was kind of getting to see uh you know at least for me when i see one-liner comics i especially watching them for a long time i get like okay i get it this is I get what you do, buddy. Um, and then the the the, the one liner comics that can keep me entertained for a long amount of time. It, it, it's really really hard to do that with, with that particular style. Anthony Jeselnik does it as well, um, but Mitch Hedberg uh, is just legend at it and, and really really good. Uh, so his Comedy Central presents is great. And if you want something more long form, his album, um, his first album, Strategic Grill Locations, is great too. And I'm pretty sure you can find that on all streaming platforms as well. So the one question I have is what is the difference then between someone who you know just does a bunch of one-liners and slowly loses your attention versus like uh, Anthony Jeselnik or Mitch Hedberg? What are they doing differently? Is, is it like all weaved together in some way that holds your attention? Is there something different there? Um, I, I think it's a, a combination of a couple of things. So it has to be like, you have to like, like them, right? You have to like their personality. They have to be somewhat engaging, like the opposite. Paul F. Tompkins can tell a story and he can keep you engaged for like 10 minutes. Cause there's like ups and downs and it, it's like, it, there's, there's a, like, like a movie, right? So yeah. you're, you're engaged for different reasons outside of just laughing, um, for a one-liner comic. It it has to be. I mean, in my opinion, it has to be like their personality, a little bit of like the performance, but the jokes themselves, like the subject matter, has to be. You have to constantly surprise the audience every single time. When oh, I see, yeah, you, ha you they you know once you start getting into this pattern of like uh, uh, style of jokes, people start like like a magician. They're like, all right, I know I know what's coming here. This is I know this trick. I've seen this sort of before. So the 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 pressure that they put on themselves to to consistently surprise uh, a comedian uh, to to surprise an audience is unbelievable and and it's really hard you know like w doing it for five minutes great you know there's a, a lot of people can do it for five minutes but to do it for an hour is uh, almost unbelievable so uh they, but they, they, them two in particular are, are some of the best at it so is it almost like they'll do a certain pattern a certain style and set you up to expect that but then sort of invert that or reverse that in some way and surprise you and that's the type of thing that keeps you going Correct. That's, uh, a, that's exactly it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I, I, I might need an even longer pandemic lockdown to watch all these specials. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is Daryl cutting in with an ad read. Hello there. 
Today's Total Soccer Show is brought to you by 4hims.com, a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, and sexual wellness for men. And we're going to focus on that third one. Because erectile dysfunction, or ED, is more common than you think. 40% of men by age 40 struggle from not being able to get and maintain an erection. Maybe it's embarrassing, maybe you don't want to talk about it, and maybe that's why sometimes people will turn towards weird solutions rather than going for a medical solution. Hims connects you with real licensed doctors and FDA-approved pharmaceutical products to treat ED. This isn't snake oil. There's no, no snakes have been squeezed to, to manufacture this. Instead, it's well-known generic equivalents to name-brand prescriptions to help you combat ED. And it's easy. Here's what you do. You go online. You go to 4hims.com slash totalsoccered and then you answer some easy questions about your medical history and you chat with a doctor for confidential review. It's all telemedicine. If it's approved by the doctor, the products are shipped directly to your door. So you can try hymns today by starting out with a free online visit. Again, go to 4hims.com slash totalsuckered. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash totalsuckered. One more time, it's 4hims.com slash totalsuckered. Remember, prescription products are subject to doctor approval and require an online consultation with a physician who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. See the website for full details and safety information. This could cost hundreds if you went in person to the doctor's office or pharmacy. One more time, that's 4hims.com slash totalsuckered. All right, now let's get back to Christian Polanco recommending some stand-up for us. Who's next, Christian? Who's next? So next up is uh, Maria Bamford. Do you know Maria Bamford? Yes. You know this is, again, I think I know, I know all these names, but I haven't yeah, yeah. seen a bunch of specials. So Maria, uh, where is she from? She's, I think she's from Wisconsin or Michigan uh, originally, um, but been doing comedy you a long coastal time. coastal elite. <laughs> but she's been doing comedy a long time and uh i never did a show with her but i did meet her uh years ago in, in new york where, where at a show that uh, she did and she was always she was super nice um she so she did something called um the special 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 <laughs> so uh she did a stand-up special for her parents and like in their home uh and they were they were she was ahead of her time were, right <laughs> yes. Yeah, and this is one of the so this came out, I want to say, like six or seven years ago, something like that. And this was cr- weird. This is crazy. Everybody. And she's already kind of like a silly person. And uh, and so I, I remember I downloaded it. I watched it. I'm like, this is like brilliant. She was uh, kind of the, the pressure, especially to make your parents laugh. Uh, it, I think it was just her parents. And there was like a. Uh, she had like a mu- a musician play her on or whatever. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Maria Bamford, uh, she she has a ton of stand up on on YouTube. She's done a bunch of Comedy Central uh, shows. She had a show as well, uh, her own show. But this special in particular is so trippy and and really really funny. And Maria Bamford does a lot of great voices. She can she can change her voice. She's done voiceovers for years, but she can change her voice to almost anything. It's kind of weird where people. Uh, she does a show where um, people say like that you're that she's schizophrenic, and she she says uh, schizophrenia is hearing voices, not doing voices or whatever. So <laughs> she uh, she has a great uh, weird delivery, uh, but this particular special is 
really awesome because you can you can just see uh, uh, this weird like her her parents um, being weirded out and like also proud of her at the same time uh, while while she's doing the special and it's also when somebody's doing uh, uh, stand up and it's just you and another person in the room it's very weird because you feel wildly pressured to laugh but you see her parents genuinely uh, uh, you know be surprised and and happy at, 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 at like what, at what she's doing so, so did, uh, did someone sort of uh, a network or something say to her hey we want to do a special and this is what she chose um no no because this special i think came out online where she she sold it like directly to her fans okay um, so it's like self-produced yeah she yeah. might she might be uh, and this a lot of comics go through this where you have like the material and you have a special ready to go but a lot of networks don't want to buy it um and you know netflix has been this resurgence of like comedians finally have a place to sell their their specials because uh, that, that wasn't the case for a long time but i know a lot of comedians personally that can't get specials on Netflix. They they keep getting rejected. Comedy Central doesn't want it. When everybody who airs comedy specials does not want it, what are you what are you supposed to do? And and uh, now like a lot of people are just selling direct to the like direct to their consumer, uh, and it, it, they're almost circumventing Netflix and all these other uh, uh, you know avenues. And co- comedians are figuring out their own way to do their own thing. You know, I, I would say it's happening in. In in soccer as well, a lot of people do, you know, Patreons and uh, trying to find another, you know, you don't need to go through these networks anymore. And yeah. uh, a, a lot of comics are, are, you know, finding that as a viable source. All right. So, so far, we've got George Carlin, uh, Paul F. Tompkins, uh, Mitch Hedberg, Maria Bamford. So you said five, right? So is there only one more to go or have you cheated and added some more? I added two more. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. <laughs> so uh, next up is uh, Ted Alexandro. So th- uh, this is not a very famous name. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Ted Alexandro. So Ted Alexandro is a comedian. He's from New York. He is. Uh, he's a friend of mine. He is one of the. He's been doing comedy. I, I think so, since like the early '90s. Hilarious, hilarious comedian that I think is is not. Um, well known enough maybe i don't know if it's because he that's how he wanted to be or if that just happens to be the case but super super funny comedian he has um his most uh recent special is called senior class of earth uh that the you can i don't i i know he put it online um but it's on spotify so you can listen to the album but uh, watching it is great too. Uh, I don't. I think it's on his website, uh, just tedalexandro.com. But Senior Cast of Earth is super, super funny. He has older. Spe- he's he's done like Comedy Central presents. Uh, he's done a bunch of other stuff. He's been on. If you look up his name, he's been on Conan. He's been on David Letterman. He's on. He's been on everything. He's just like one of these guys that is just a uh, 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 tried and true. Uh, you know, stand-up comedian. Super funny. Has great material. Um, and, and another thing that's interesting about him is that in uh, so the, in, in New York, there's been a big issue uh, in the past with uh, and it's still happening now with what comedians get paid, like uh, what they get paid for a spot and what they get paid for like hosting. And usually um, like the, the idea was like in the past, it used to be like if you did a if you did a spot, you got twenty five dollars. So basically, if you did a 15 minute set you got $25. And if you, you, if you're hosting that night, you got like $75. And that, that payment structure was like in place 
for like 30 years, even with inflation, like comedians were just not getting paid any more money. And uh, Ted Alexander famously uh, put together like a uh, like a comedy union uh, and 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 spoke to all the comedy clubs and and basically petitioned for uh, higher pay and and at, at at a huge risk, right? Because the clubs can just be like, no, we're not going to pay you more, and now we're also not going to book you. Yeah. And anybody else who's in this union, we're not going to book them either, right? So he he was like one of the first people to uh, get in front of it and say like, hey, we need more pay. And, uh, and and got it. And now all the club and now all the clubs are still operating under the same pay structure of like still like 15 years ago. And that needs to change. But uh, but he was the one that kind of changed it to 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 go up from like what it was in the 80s and 90s. Ted Alexandro, um, how Ted- would you how would you des- describe his style of comedy? Ted Alexandro is um, it's hard to figure out who to compare him to or style. He's he is. There's something about his. He, he's very. He's like a slow talker. Okay. Um, and and he he can get the most uh, like laughter out of less words. If that makes any <laughs> sense. He there's something about he. So he used to be a, a a teacher. He was a music teacher. So there's something about his delivery that's a little bit like musical. You know how they say like jazz is a. It's about the notes you don't hear, man. Yeah. Like he, he's kind of like that. Uh, he there's certain things like he. He he just paces it so well, and he makes like very strong points. Um, and, like one of my favorite bits that he did recently was about um, he he's done a, a couple. Uh, oh, I wish I could remember. So he he so there's two. He did one about he does uh, bits about sports that are great. He and he did one about um, the World Cup uh, that we that we had shared on our Instagram maybe like two years ago or something like that. But talking about how the World Cup is, uh, you start. You, you you learn who lives in your neighborhood based on on the World Cup. So like, <laughs> so so like uh, he he what was it he I forgot who I, I forgot the exact bit. I gotta look it up because I haven't seen it in a while. But basically, he met he 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 met his friend uh, you know his neighbor Rodrigo and uh, and he was wearing like an Argentina shirt and basically like. Oh, I thought you like basically like I thought you were Mexican the whole time, and now I I've learned because of the World Cup I know that you're Argentinian or something like that. So he has a bunch of stuff like that. He did another one that went viral about um, Zion Williamson, uh, the 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 player for um, uh, New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah, he you know he got drafted uh, and he played he played in college for one year at Duke, but then he he also but he played in high school and in high school he was a uh, giant kid like he was just he was literally like six eight and playing high school high school kids like just absolutely <laughs> little boys um and he's always dunk he's like dunking on uh, on 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 children on, on white children basically <laughs> and uh, uh and ted he he basically says like oh i love watching those uh, those videos uh, of him playing in high school because it's like a palate cleanser for all the police brutality vi- videos that we're used to seeing. And he's like, uh, it's like watching a White Lives Don't Matter video. <laughs> <laughs> so he is great. He is uh, a super, super funny comic that uh, is a dear friend uh, that I hope gets... Uh, right now he's, before this whole uh, lockdown and stuff, he was opening for Jim Gaffigan. He's, he's oh, wow. Jim. He's Jim Gaffigan's regular opener. He's been opening for him for like the last two years. So who else we got? Who else we got, Christian? Last up, Patrice O'Neill. Oh, wow. You know, yeah. Patrice O'Neill, Elephant in the Room is one of the greatest stand-up, stand-up specials ever. 
Uh, Patrice O'Neill is another comedian who uh, passed away young uh, and just he is he is a comic that every comic, every comedian respects him. Uh, he is he's the he's that like kind of guy, the comics comic. But but the, the you know, the general public uh, and, and, and the industry didn't really um, up, not to say they didn't appreciate him, but Patrice was always notoriously known for not being not working well with others. Like he was just like kind of difficult or like um, kind of demanding or, or picky about what projects he wanted to do or who he wanted to work with. He was like he just like he was very critical and complained a lot. But like still like he was very a, a loving person, like the people who knew him. I knew him well, absolutely loved him, but like from a professional sense, he w- he just wasn't the most ambitious or determined, uh, uh, or or like um, uh, what what what's the word like um, disciplined? He just wasn't. Okay. Th- that's always been a big criticism uh, uh, of his career. But uh, you know, he Patricia was also on The Office. Uh, he was the he he was the guy who played. Uh, he was the warehouse guy. This was before. Um, uh, what is it? Craig Rob Robinson. Craig, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Before he before he was on the show, the other fat black guy was Patrice O'Neill in the early seasons. Did so they, they recast. I, I I don't know the exact story, but I I've heard him talk about it a little bit, and it's just like when, especially in, you know, I, I've done, uh, you know, I haven't done like a movie or a big TV show, but I've worked on sets and and I've done plays and I've done like small sketches and things like that. Uh, and when if you're like not on board with everything, especially with like what the director's telling you or whatever, like you're not going to be there long. Right. So and that's kind of was Patrice's issue with in general with his career. But as a stand up comedian, um, there few are better than him. Uh, Elephant in the Room is super, super funny. Patrice O'Neill is always known for be, uh, talking about especially talking about relationships and and. and and you know, dating, marriage, sex, everything, uh, in a way that was just like it, it was very like street and hood, but also relatable and understanding to like anyone, regardless of what background you came from. Uh, and Patrice is just unbelievable. And I and I actually was at this taping for Elephant in the Room, and he probably died about a year later. Uh, but I was there, and this was this was like. Everyone was like, yo, Patrice is now – he's on a new level. This is – his career is about to blow up. He's about to be regularly in movies because this special was just unreal. Uh, and then a couple months after this, he did the Charlie Sheen roast. He was, the, I think, the last person to go on on the Charlie Sheen roast. And oh, he did I great. saw this. Yeah. Yeah. And he – uh, and that, that has – there's a great story with that as well because, like, I think somebody had dropped out uh, of that roast and they needed someone and they – asked him to do it and he has like no real connection to to charlie sheen uh but he did that with like he only got to prepare for like a week or something like that maybe less and he crushed it and he did super super well um so but uh, absolute legend elephant in the room has just some of the funniest like one of one of my favorite bits is about how men and women handle each other when they're sick you know like uh when he's like i love my woman because when I'm sick, she will do anything to, to make me get better. But when she's sick, I'm like, you know, get the hell away from me. Like, you, I, I, just, I just had that a week ago. I'm not going to – I don't want to get <laughs> So he has like this very poignant, like very realistic views on like how either men think or react and stuff like that. That's like honest but not uh, off-putting. 
and and yeah, so I highly, highly recommend uh, that special amongst all the specials that I'm suggesting. But that one's also very, very good. Elephant in the room, Patrice O'Neill. Um, yeah. Do you have any honorable mentions? Or I, I saw um, in one of our text message chains that Alexis wanted to send you a couple of his recommendations as well. You know what? And he never did. So. <laughs> Typical Alexis. Classic. Classic. <laughs> I'm sure he meant to, though. He meant well, right? I'm sure his, yeah. uh, you know, I don't know what what comedians does, does he like. He likes more comedians that are similar to his personality, which are more uh, a little louder, a little yeah. bit more in your face. Uh, and I'm fine with some of those, but whatever. And that's, I think, you know, why I think Cool Against Works is like, we're both very different comedians. Uh, we do not have the same like uh, style or sensibility uh, whatsoever. But seeing those, you know, uh, that Abbott and Costello type thing, <laughs> I think that's what makes it work out. So, is it fair to say that you're more into the construction of jokes? Very much. Yeah, yeah I love it. I, I love uh, a strongly, you know, put together joke, a well put together joke, um, words, uh, and and. And, you know, and writing and and, uh, and structure are why I got into comedy. I mean, I, I you know, George Carlin was like that, you know, that the first comic that I really was. I, I noticed it. I was like, oh, I uh, I started picking picking apart, like how the jokes are put together. And that that gave me the comfort to actually tell them on stage. Uh, so it, you it, see it, the matrix a little bit. Uh, yeah to some degree right uh so but once i once i kind of uh, that, that's how i started um before i started doing stand-up i, I wrote i wrote jokes for maybe like a, maybe two years I, I had a notebook and i just wrote them down and i didn't know if i would ever do stand-up but after about two years of doing that i said i started telling people like hey i'm gonna do stand-up one day and just to put it out into the universe uh-huh. and put that pressure on myself to actually follow through and uh, and then I did. And now I'm here on Total Soccer Show, the <laughs> greatest comedy podcast that has ever existed. Hey, it might be in the future. We might we <laughs> might do a big pivot if there's no more soccer ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, Christian, um, all I can say is uh, good luck to you and to all of us in the, in the coming weeks. I hope you're finding ways to entertain yourself. Uh, yeah, I hope this, uh, for the people listening, I hope this is the way they entertain themselves with, uh, my, my suggestions. And if, if you watch them, let me know, uh, yeah, let me know what you think of them. I would love to hear, uh, what people's thoughts on, on, on some of these. I mean, I'm genuinely, I'm, there's uh, almost everything you've recommended. I'm going to go and watch. Um, I'm not sure what order to go in. I feel like Paul F. Tompkins might be the, the, the one I start with, but yeah, this oh, is, yeah. this is a list I'm going to use for myself. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Christian, thank you seriously for taking the time to, uh, to talk to me today and for being willing to push back the call a half an hour because I overslept a little bit. All good, man. Uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm willing to work under these difficult conditions and your laziness. Uh, I, you know, I don't know. It just, it just, I don't know. How bad do you want it? <laughs> just half an hour extra, extra sleep bad. That's what I want. <laughs> oh, we should also give a plug as well. Listen to the Cooligans. I'm assuming the podcast is still coming out, as well as the TV show being available on FuboSportsNetwork.com. If all you have is an internet connection. Correct. Yeah, Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8 p.m. Uh, that's for the the TV show. And if you want to listen to our podcast, just uh, look up the Cooligans uh, wherever you get your podcast. And those are out every Wednesday. Never missed a Wednesday. Am I right? Correct. <laughs> All right, Christian. No quarantine is going to stop us. <laughs>